Welcome to the Soul Purpose Driven Podcast, where we talk to, for, and about the rise of soul-aligned entrepreneurship. I'm your host, Caitlin Anne-Marie, and I believe that we each have a purpose on this planet. When you turn your soul's purpose into a successful business, you become the change you wish to see in the world. If you're ready to activate your next level of entrepreneurship, then subscribe and tune in for tips, tricks, and high vibe conversations that will amplify your magic. Hey, Soul Fam, welcome back. Today, we're going to be talking about some pretty mm, wild things. (laughs) If you have been on my Instagram or my Facebook or whatever, wherever we hang out on the internet, then you may have seen what's been going on recently. So you know it's been a wild ride. But today I'm sharing everything, spilling the beans, all the beans. And (laughs) what I want to focus on with this is talking about the uncommon truths, like the things that most people don't talk about when it comes down to manifesting. And I'm sure that, you know, if you're on the spiritual track, you know, you've probably listened to Jerry and Esther Hicks, you've, you know, listened to Abraham and the channelings, or you've read The Secret, or, you know, you've hired an abundance coach or a manifestation coach, or, you know, you've done a manifestation challenge, or you've done vision boarding, or whatever the heck. And today, well, you know what you get in all those spaces? You get a lot of high vibe energy. And not that you're not going to get that here today, but I'm going to peel back the curtain because, you know, I keep it really real with you all and we can all laugh about some pretty funny things with the truth of the manifestation process, which most people don't talk about. So first let's lay it out. And if you're new to manifestation or, you know, you've been practicing it for a while, but you haven't been able to manifest you know exactly what you want quite yet, you're going to love this episode. If you've been following my journey, you know that I literally just manifested something that is better than I could have imagined. But the process of getting here, right? Because I'm going to keep it really real. I'm not going to sit here and be like, oh my God, check out my new place. It's so cool. I'm going to tell you that the process of manifesting brought some very bizarre things into my energetic field and encouraged me to learn how to set stronger boundaries and do a couple other things. So what I found in the past, you know, a couple of years of studying manifestation and uh, really just building my life to exactly what I wanted it to be is that there are a few very important things here. Number one is trusting that you can manifest, right? Like if you can't trust that you are the creator of your own life, then you're going to be the victim to whatever story somebody else puts out there for you. So, you know, your parents might say that's impossible or your friends might say, isn't that kind of dangerous? 
if you don't believe that you can manifest like a magician, then you're going to be the victim to whatever it is that is being put into your mind. The process of manifestation asks you to be very intentional with the way you show up, the habits that you have on a daily basis, how you care for yourself, how you build relationships or release them. And it asks you to really trust in your worth, like believe that you are capable of calling in what it is that you envision. So let's rewind, like, let's say five years ago. Okay. So five years ago is 2015. I was juggling multiple jobs. I had basically two businesses and then a job on top of that. I don't even know how the heck I survived. I burnt out. I was not doing well. And I was basically forced to take a week or two weeks. I don't even know how long it felt like forever off from work, from my business, um, from screens, from being around people. I was really burnt out. I mean, I, I couldn't drive my car. I couldn't look at a screen. It was, it was really bad guys. It was really bad. And as I was sitting there, you know, really all I could do was close my eyes. And I had one night where I thought I could teach a yoga class. And I remember calling a friend and being like, this is an emergency. I need somebody to cover me. I I can't teach this. I can't see. I can't think. I can't talk. But as soon as I got into the room, it was like something came through me. And the intention of the class was what do you see when you can't see? So I want you to take a moment right now and reflect on that. What do you see when you can't see? So when you can't see what is surrounding you now, when you can't see your current circumstances or you can't see what others are seeing for you, what do you see? What does your soul see is possible? I want you to tune into that. Because that day I went home and I was one blown away by the fact that I actually made it through teaching the class. But I remember staying up for another like two hours and it was, it was late and I was sick at that point. I really, I shouldn't have stayed up, but I was so, so energized by this idea of seeing what you can't see seeing something beyond your current circumstances, seeing something beyond the current state of the world, even seeing yourself in a beautiful place, seeing yourself doing what you've always wanted to do and sharing your sacred gifts that maybe right now you've been shying away from or not fully trusting in. What do you see? when you can't see and allow yourself to get really specific. And if you've been in my world for a bit, you've probably heard me talk about this, but this is the number one thing that people struggle with when it comes to manifestation is getting specific, but not being attached high intention, low attachment. 
this is the name of the game. High intention, low attachment. So be very intentional and very clear and specific about what it is that you're calling in. So fast forward from that point about five years ago, I soon after was like, oh my gosh, I just need to live the life that I've been wanting to live. And if you have been at that point, then raise your hand and let me know, like actually send me a DM on Instagram and tell me your story of like that turning point. I would love to hear it. I love stuff like this. Um, and if you've ever spoken to me one-to-one, you already know, like I love cheering people on it's, I'm a projector in human design. It's my thing. It's my jam. I love to gas people up and celebrate them. It truly fills me up. But that was the turning point of my health and my well-being and my joy are so incredibly important. And a friend of mine, you may know her if you're in my world a bit, but my friend Ashley Dufresne, she came over last night and she shared with me a story. And the lesson of it was that if you, if you push away support so much because you're afraid of being a burden on other people, eventually you will become the burden that you did not want to be because you're not allowing yourself to receive. And in that you may wind up getting sick or not being able to, you know, do something. So fast forward a little bit, I allowed myself to receive support. I hired a mentor. I started my business in 2018. And from there on out, I manifested. And it's not just manifestation. This is the other myth about manifestation is that you can just sit on your meditation pillow and manifest. No, I went out and I did the dang work and I listened to my intuition and I invested in myself when I didn't have money in the bank or it was all my money and it changed my life. And even, you know, even in the moments of like, oh my gosh, how am I going to do this? Or how am I going to do that? Things turned around because I kept trusting and believing. And that's what you need to do with your manifestation practice is truly, and I don't mean just say you trust and say you believe, but truly do the work to get there because it's not about the destination, but it's truly about what you do to get there. So if there is grief or shame or, um, lack of self-trust or their self-judgment and you need to move in that move through that in order to step into truly believing in yourself then that's part of what you're meant to experience in order to bring that manifestation into fruition now a year into my business i was invited to host a retreat in costa rica that was something that i thought was so many years away but I stayed consistent and I took aligned action. And it's not just about what you do on your meditation pillow. It's 80% energy and 20% action. And I say 20% action because it doesn't even have to be like action, 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 but it's what you embody as you take the action. So if you're really clear on your intention and you're not attached to the outcome, you're going to find that there is more effectiveness in this. And that goes for everything. It goes for how you speak to potential clients. It goes for how you manifest. It goes for everything. High intention, low attachment. Because at the end of the day, you attaching is just your desire for control, which is your ego. 
and the ego is not necessarily bad or good, but it's not necessarily going to get you out of your comfort zone. So moving forward, how can you be more specific with what you're calling in? And you might not be able to get really specific right now. You might not be able to say that you want um, <laughs> that you want this kind of cake for your birthday with this many strawberries on it and this many blueberries on it and cream cheese, you know, icing, whatever the heck. I don't know why we're going there, but whatever it is that you're working on manifesting, apply this analogy to that. <laughs> and you might not be able to get super specific on it right now. That's okay. This is part of the process too, but have the intention to get more and more specific because then you know where to set boundaries and what to say no to in order to keep the space open to what you truly want to receive. So this is actually what happened recently. Again, if you've been following my journey, you know that I did van life for a bit, went across the country, um, landed in Golden, Colorado, stayed with my friend Ashley, and I started feeling like, okay, I'm ready to move to Colorado. I've been wanting this for years and I'm ready now. And as soon as I said that, the universe sent me an opportunity to live with somebody in Denver. And it was a great apartment and a great human being. And everything was just great, 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 great. Like so amazing. And yet it wasn't exactly what I wanted or needed in order to fully fulfill that vision that I had been setting for myself of being independent and being in a space that felt expansive. And it was so painful, but I had to say no. And again, this was something that from the outside looking in looked very logical, looked really great, looked fantastic. You know, I would have been happy there, but would it have been the exact right thing for me? No. And so I actually was leaving that apartment and I made a wrong turn out of the neighborhood. And as I made that wrong turn, I saw a huge car accident and it was like one of those car accidents that's like heart-wrenching and I'm driving away and I'm like that is it wasn't like nobody died I shouldn't I shouldn't say it was like heart-wrenching in that way I don't want you to get that picture right now um but the car was totaled and I was like wow and it was just like the placement of it you know, it was off a road that it didn't make sense that it would be totaled in the way that it was. And it was just, there was something so strange about it and so sad about it at the same time that I was like, huh. And then I'm driving back to the town that I really want to live in, Golden. And as I'm coming off the highway and driving towards town, there's a rainbow that stretches from one mountain to another. And right underneath it is Golden. And so again, my ego was saying, you know, the other apartment's affordable. The other apartment is great. The roommate's amazing. You're going to have a great time there. My soul said, no, I want the town that has the rainbow over it. So as hard as it was, I had to say no to that potential apartment. And in that, I realized I wanted to not have a roommate. So the next step was figuring out a little bit more of what I did want. 
So I decided, hmm, I don't want an apartment with a roommate. I want something that's about this square footage. I want something that has an office and nice lighting and a backyard and has like a home type of feel. And it's really close to town. And boom, it manifested another opportunity. And I didn't go out and look for these things. They came to me. And this next apartment, I got on a phone call with the owner of the apartment and he's telling me about it and everything he's saying. I was like, wow, I didn't see any pictures of it. Everything he was saying, I was like, oh my gosh, this is exactly what I'm looking for. I can't wait to see it. So, you know, I go like hop, skip and jump. I'm like skipping down the road to get to this apartment for the viewing. And I'm like, smile across my face. And I'm like, even told my mom or like my, my sister-in-law, I think I was like, this is going to be it. I can't believe it. I wasn't even trying to find an apartment. And this came and everything he said is so amazing. And I got there and <laughs> it, it matched what he said. But as soon as I got there, I was like, Oh, this does not inspire me. And again, one of those situations where the pricing was great, the landlord was great, the people who lived on the other side of the house were great, the yard was great, the location was amazing, but something just wasn't right. So I went back to the drawing board. I said no to that apartment and I went back to the drawing board. And lo and behold, two weeks later, so this also asked for patience, two weeks later, I get this intuitive nudge to go on one of those apartment sites. And again, I hadn't been looking, like I just was like, okay, let me go on. And I had checked them randomly, but I had never seen this place. And as soon as I saw it, I knew it was what I wanted. But again, was it magic? No, the universe decided to test me again. So I go on and I apply and I don't hear back for 24 hours. I tell my friend who's in real estate and he tells me that it's not listed anymore and that it likely was already booked. And me, being the tourist that I am, decided, no, I'm going to send them another message. And I did. And then the next day I did again. So I sent three messages, probably the most aggressive ever. And the landlord, like four days after the first message went out, calls me and says, I got some messages from you. It looks like you're interested in the apartment and it's available. And this is just the universe making a big joke, right? Because technically online, it says that it's not available, you know, but I felt in my soul that this was the place I wanted to live. And fast forward a few weeks, I packed up my apartment on Long Island, drove across the country, and I just moved into my apartment here in Golden, Colorado. And I share that story to remind you to get really specific and don't be afraid to say no when it's not exactly what you are manifesting. Because I had some pretty ridiculous things that I put on that list of what I wanted in an apartment. And I got them and I, I got things that I didn't even realize I was manifesting. So keep visualizing, but also keep taking action. And when you feel it's within your grasp, welcome the tests of the universe, but don't give up. Keep going. 
So I hope that you found this episode really enjoyable and kind of quirky and probably silly and inspiring and all those good things. And if it resonated and if you are working on manifesting some epic things, feel free to share them with me on Instagram, send me a message. And if you love this episode and previous episodes or future episodes, go ahead and give us a rating and write, you know, a nice little comment down below. I would be so appreciative of a review if you feel called to share one. And until next time, I hope you have a beautiful day, soul fam. I'll talk to you soon. If you enjoyed this episode, please go ahead, like, subscribe, or share somewhere that soul purpose-driven people can find it. I believe that as soul-aligned leaders, we have the power to change the world, and we do this together. So I'm grateful to have you as a supporter, as a listener. And until next time, be well, soul family. Talk to you soon.